Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Emily, and it has been about a month since I last shared here with you. And oh, what a full month it has been. (laughs) Um, The transition from summer to fall has been a really intense one in my life, just practically my schedule is fuller than it's ever been and also mentally i am seemingly every day just trying to settle my feet into this life of mine post recovery post graduation figuring out what the heck i want to do um and while i am years into this journey i am well over a year post-graduating, it still feels like I am floating a little bit mentally. But anyway, that is not necessarily what this episode is about. This episode, I felt called to sit down and record today because I've been collecting little topics to share with you, um, some anecdotes that I want to share, um, some lessons that I've learned over the past short stretch of time since I last recorded and had a one-way conversation with you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm feeling cold to do that today. So I journaled a little bit, uh, the title of the journal prompt being the title of this episode as well, Autumn Anecdotes, because I think that that sounds quite lovely. Um, And I'm just going to get right into it. Not all of them are stories. For instance, the first one is not a story, but more just a development that I've noticed in my life over the past month. But you get the gist. Let's get right into it. So I, over this past month, have only been sharing what I love and what I'm proud of on social media. So this feels like a really big deal to me because it seems like I've found the balance, the balance that I have been striving for, searching for, for a couple of years since I started blogging and sharing bits and pieces of my life, very vulnerable pieces of my life online. So since starting the blog, I have just been in a process of learning and unlearning what works for me. Um, When I first started sharing online, that meant writing and sharing every day, all the time about every development that was happening with my eating disorder recovery, because that was the foundation of the blog. Um, And in the in-between, so in between then and now, I strengthened my recovery and I got back into photography and my eating disorder recovery was less a part of my world so blogging about my eating disorder recovery was just something that I couldn't really do anymore nor did I want to but maintaining my love for writing and my presence in this space online is something that I found to be really important to me and fulfilling for me I could have only learned that by taking a step back which I've done at many points um, over the past couple of years Um, But specifically before the last episode that I shared and um, two blog posts ago when I shared sort of about how I want to express myself on here going forward and what writing and sharing online does for me and the purpose that it serves for me. And all of that is to say, I 
lately have been prioritizing what I love and what I care about and sharing really intentionally online. And that's something that I had to learn how to do because figuring out what my intentions were was a learning process. So um, at first my intentions online were to hold myself accountable. They were to um, find community in the recovery community online and I started sharing or I started the blog at the beginning of COVID so I was physically isolated from people so my online presence became a real source of connection for me whereas now what serves me best is um, using social media as a way to express myself creatively also maintain connection with you in the recovery community or whether you have found me by other means but I think a lot of people listening um, are have been here for a while and know me from my mental health and eating disorder recovery shares that is still a really important part of my life and mind and again I only realized that in the absence of it I only realized how important writing was to me in when I took it away from myself for a chunk of time in the past. So um, that was a little bit of a tangent, but something else that I want to note about this is it has made me feel so much less insecure about my page um, because the validation that I get from other people about what I share matters so much less to me when I truly love and... uh, am passionate about and am proud of what I am sharing. So whether that be a photo or a blog post or a podcast episode, when I am doing those things intentionally and not for anybody else but myself, like recording this episode is a way for me to process my own emotions and also commemorate some of the joyful things that I'm going to share in this episode. Um, And so speaking those things verbally as well as writing and photographing or shooting photography all of those things are really important to me and they fulfill me and they're things that I care about and so when I care about something and I'm putting that out there I have that self compassion and self love and excitement from myself to fall back on and it has made me care so much less about the really dark um, parts of social media like followers and likes and engagement and all of those things that over time in the past I really began equating my worth to because I didn't have that separation between or I felt like I could only feel good if what I was sharing was getting big or positive response but that was also because I wasn't sharing from as genuine of a place as I feel like I'm doing now um and it's just helping me in my creative process as well I feel like over this path past month I've figured out um what serves me in my writing process and in my creative process Um, as a photographer too. Um, It's something that I'm still learning but I've been really just taking my time with things as opposed to rushing just to get a post out there or rushing to share with you in search of validation. 
I just feel more intentional, patient, a little slower about things. The phone is ringing in the background if you can hear that. <laughs> um, but it has been a really, after years of trying to find it and it might change down the line, but at least right now I feel really like my relationship to social media is the healthiest that it's ever been. Um, so that is topic number one. Number two is a lighthearted one, but it also has to do with body image and eating disorder recovery. Um, I have been, I have it written down here, revamping my wardrobe. Um, it's an intense word, but... I lately have been pushing myself to dress in what is comfortable for me and visually appealing to me as opposed to dressing based on my body image and that is very um, life-changing is that's a stretch but (laughs) it is really like it's been challenging, but it's also been really exciting because I am proving to myself that I can wear the clothes that I've always wanted to wear, even if it's not really what I'm used to or it feels like I'm taking a risk. Because for so long, I have only been dressing based on my body image. So I haven't worn certain clothes because of what they accentuate on my body. Um, I have like I appreciate style which is why this is an exciting development um so I have collected a bunch of clothes over the years that I look at in my closet and really love but when I put them on my body they feel um scary or different than what I am used to or feel safe wearing but that safety is rooted in my body image and these rules that I feel like I have to follow um and this dis like of the shape of my body and my physical form and feeling like I have to hide certain parts of myself and accentuate others Um, and if not then I will just be judged or I won't look good Um, but I've been really turning that on its head lately Um, turning that rule those rules on its head their head (laughs) lately Um, and I felt really re-inspired by fall fashion because it's just my favorite coziness chunky sweaters warm things Um, and a couple examples that I have um, I have been into skirts and dresses with a nice sweater over top Um, it's an outfit that is really easy and comfortable but it still feels like I'm dressing up a little bit Um, and past me would not have worn an outfit like that because it's shapeless or I feel like frumpy in it whereas I the other day wore an outfit like this out and I felt so good because I was like this is a really cool outfit (laughs) it's one that I like and I like the world isn't crashing and burning around me as I walk out of the house in it and to be dressing and not giving so much power to my body image is really really empowering and it's just inspiring creatively so I feel really good about that um okay so that is the second topic the third um I want to share about something that happened the other day it was a low point for me but I learned a lot from the experience and I just want to talk about that with you. So 
I, um, this was last Saturday, not that that's important, but <laughs> this was a few days ago, um, and I had an apartment tour in the morning and a photo shoot at night. Um, I have been in the process of apartment hunting for months now. Um, it is discouraging and tiring and exciting all at once. Um, Saturday was a discouraging day, though. Um, I was really looking forward to this apartment tour. My sister came with me, um, and I walked in, and the apartment itself was great, but there were so many people there, and I had this gut feeling like, oof, I do not think I am going to be the one that gets accepted into this space. Um, it is... Yeah, it's just been a tough process of proving my worth to these landlords in these parts that I am looking to live in. Um, but I was feeling pretty discouraged and just tired overall that morning, um, trying to maintain my hope, but also just tired of having to maintain my hope that I'm going to move out soon because it has been so long of me trying and fighting for a place to live. Um, that. I do want to acknowledge that I'm living at home with my parents with immense gratitude, <laughs> um, but it also has been hard and acknowledging that too, that I am very grateful to be living at home at the same time. It has impacted my mental health in some not so good ways, so I am actively working on finding a li living situation that better serves me. Yes, so just felt like I needed to say that, but I was feeling really discouraged on Saturday, and I knew that I had this photo shoot at night, and um, I was feeling just so low and tired and unmotivated to get out of my bed and follow through on preparing for the shoot. Um, it's one that I had planned or that I knew of about a month ago um, and I was really excited for it but um, on Saturday I was just feeling exhausted um, and it was I knew that I should get up and prepare for the shoot um, but something like kept me laying down <laughs> all of that is to say I felt sad and it impacted my energy levels and so I was far less prepared for the shoot than I wanted to be and all of that is to say like a few minutes before I had to leave I finally checked my camera bag to make sure that I had my film and that my batteries were charged and that I had my SD cards and whatnot and I saw that my battery for my digital camera was not charged it was in fact dead and I had to leave like right that minute and if I did not leave then it was like an hour or so away um and I had to get there at a certain point to capture this certain moment at the event that I was shooting um and everything just came like crash crashing down on me mentally I was like this is my fault like this is my fault because I did not take care of myself today because I have kind of been running myself rampant with this apartment hunt um it is impacting my work and my obligations and how I am showing up at my job and in 
every other area of my life and it was a really like scary moment for me because I was like oh my gosh like this is a direct consequence of me not taking care of myself in this way um and I ended up getting to the shoot um and I found an outlet in the kitchen of the space that we were in and I just kept running back to the kitchen to charge my battery and then turning turning my camera off in between shots um so I figured it out but it was very stressful um and also just upsetting overall um for me I felt really again like it was my fault and it was and so I had to face that consequence but I beat myself up but only for a little bit and then I on my ride home was really working through how I can look at this as a learning experience and what I can do moving forward to prevent something like that from happening again and it all comes down to me taking better care of myself and Um, Oh, I should note too that I guess another part of this story and something that I've learned is that I need to invest in equipment, (laughs) Um, more equipment, because I only have one battery, one freaking battery for my camera, which is absurd and insane. Um, I have this weird thing about my gear um, my, like, cameras and stuff, I just, something has been holding me back from upgrading things or investing more in this because I think I feel safe now and I also might be using my, like, lack of equipment as an excuse in my mind for, like, not pushing myself or not improving. Um, I don't know, there's more to explore there, more to unpack there, probably should take that to therapy, but, um, I, nonetheless, that is why my camera not being, or my battery not being charged was such a big deal. So I learned through that, that I need to uh, invest more in myself, take myself more seriously, and know that that investment is so worth it. Because if I want to succeed, I cannot continue getting away with the, like, rudimentary equipment that I have and the just unpreparedness of, or I guess, unprofessional (laughs) um, amount of equipment or type of equipment that I have because I am doing this professionally and that is exciting and scary all at once. Um, And then the other thing that I realized is on days where I have shoots, I need to prioritize self-care. So even if my shoot is only a couple of hours and it's at night, carving out the rest of the day to like rest my mind get excited nourish my body well throughout the throughout the day so that I have the energy to show up wholeheartedly to these things that are really important to me it was really upsetting to be driving to a shoot feeling unprepared because I love shoots and it is a privilege and an honor to be asked to shoot an event or um, shoot portraits of, of somebody. In this instance, it was um, an engagement party, one that I was really excited about, and I just, it was really upsetting to know that me not taking care of myself was going to, like, negatively impact how I showed up for these people that trusted me, um, and 
yeah, so feeling all of that lowness, I, like I have been saying, was able to, I think, turn it around more quickly than my past self would have, and that was also another really wonderful outcome of this sort of low moment, um, not sort of, but very low moment, um, and yeah, just treating myself with a little bit more compassion, knowing that I was struggling, and that is why I did what I did that day, but also there are things within my control and within my power that I can do moving forward to prevent something like that from happening, um, so yeah, that was experience number three, autumn anecdote number three, um, Okay, I have a couple more. This one is... Oh, I'm actually going to save that one for last. I have one literal story to tell, and it is, I think, very joyful. Um, But the next one, or the second to last one that I will share is that I've been advocating for myself more in conversations with people and practicing speaking from a place of confidence. So I have a few specific examples of that. Um, This past month, I have been really working on acting in opposition to my people-pleasing tendencies because over the past few months, I have been made well aware of how people-pleasing negatively impacts my relationships as well as my sense of self, and it is all learned behavior, Um, and so I have been practicing acting in opposition to that learned behavior of just doing whatever the other person wants to do um, or saying yes to things even if I want to say no or following, you know, not following through on obligations but doing things that I genuinely don't want to do but that I feel like I have to do or that I should do for the sake of another person or other people. Um, Penny, Penny's barking downstairs so shout out Penny. Um, she is not a people pleaser. (laughs) I could take a page from her book. Um, but a few examples that are kind of, um, small. For instance, this first one is quite small and this happened, I think over a month ago, but I just wanted to share it anyway because it felt like a big deal at the time. Um, I was planning to hang out with my friend, Um, and we were planning the time to get together the night before, and we were going to go for a walk in the morning, and that night, I knew going to sleep that I wanted to sleep in the next day because I was really tired, um, and I wanted slash needed to prioritize rest in that way, um, but my friend offered, um, or said that he was going to be getting up really early that day the next day and so he would be around whenever um so he didn't exactly say like "Ooh, can we start at 7 a.m but in my mind I was like oh if he's gonna be up that early then he wants to start rather early and my gut instinct or not my gut but my people pleasing instinct was to say okay we can go that early and just like not advocate for myself or not say that I actually wanted to sleep in and could we do it a little bit later but that is what I did instead I said hey I need to sleep in can I text you when I wake up and he said yes and it was not a big deal at all (laughs) but it felt like just 
a moment of breaking down my people-pleasing tendencies and so while it ended up not being a big deal it felt like a big deal in my brain of like I just rewired something or I am practicing rewiring my brain to advocate for my needs and consider what I want and what I need um, in moments where I have the opportunity to. Um, So something as small as, you know, spending time with a friend or figuring out what time to hang out, uh, it, I just have never been, or I've gotten into the habit of just asking what the other person wants to do or going with whatever the other person wants to do even if it's not something that I necessarily want to do like getting up at 7 a.m um so yeah it ended up being a good growth experience um I guess another thing is that I have been introducing myself as a photographer to people or when somebody asks me what I do I say I'm a photographer and I don't surround that sentence with disclaimers or self-deprecation and it is so I mean me even saying that on here saying I'm a photographer my heart isn't racing I don't feel weird about it because I genuinely believe that I am and feel confident saying that I am and know that me speaking from that place of confidence is only serving me whereas even a few months ago I couldn't even say that sentence out loud without questioning myself or without doubting myself or self-deprecating in the process um so that has been really wonderful a wonderful development um yeah so those are two examples of speaking from a more confident place um i have another one here that i talked to my sister on the phone a couple of weeks ago and i just talked entirely about what was going on with me and I asked for space to vent and I tried my best to not apologize for that um and fortunately my sister had the mental space to offer me in that conversation um but I acknowledged in that moment that like that's what I needed and that's why I was reaching out to her that I just needed open space to talk about what was going on um and I typically or my people-pleasing brain if I was taking up a lot of time in conversation I would always apologize or have always apologized or asked for permission or felt really bad about that but it was an experience a couple weeks ago of like I am allowed to take up as much space as I need even if it's more than the other person my sister is not keeping score. My sister wants to be there for me. Um, and I took the time to ask her if she could listen and she did. And it was, yeah, just a really all new experiences for me, but I walk away from them feeling a lot better and a lot more true, a lot truer to myself. Um, okay. The last little autumn anecdote is a joyful one. I, the other day, was walking back from work to the parking lot where my car is parked, and I saw this couple reuniting. Um, They ran into each other's arms and just embraced each other for like a minute, and I 
watched them in awe of how beautiful the moment was just like emotionally but also visually i was like oh my gosh that would make for such a good photo or i would love to get a photo of them right after that embrace i wonder what that was all about um it was just a really beautiful emotional moment in time um and like i said i thought in my head at that moment oof, that would be a really good photo and this happens to me so often throughout my day and it's not always attainable for me to like go up to a stranger and ask to take a photo i get that but i never do it and it's always out of fear um i never or I have always just succumbed to the fear of approaching a stranger and asking to take a photo, um, even though that's what I really want to do, um, because, yeah, I just, my mind tends towards photography, I guess, when I am walking around in the world, um, and to think of the amount of photos that have passed me by out of fear, (laughs) fear of judgment or, um, rejection from people, um, no longer, I am really actively trying to break down those fears, and um, yeah, the other day was an example of that. I walked back to my car, and I sat in my car for a couple minutes, and I was like talking myself through the two choices that I had. I could either do what I've always done, which is just sit with this desire, but let the fear overcome me, or I could walk up to them, ask to take a photo, knowing that they could say no and that would be okay but if they said yes that would be awesome and I was really nervous doubting myself but I loaded film into my camera um and just like went through the motions of doing things differently and I got out of my car and I walked up to them and up until the moment of them making eye contact with me I was considering just continuing walking (laughs) um but I approached them and I just said, I saw you two embrace earlier and I thought that that was such a beautiful moment. You can totally say no, but I'm a photographer and I have my camera here and I would love to capture you two and take a photo of you if um, you're okay with that and I can send you the photo once the film gets developed. Um, And I was really nervous, but proud of myself for saying that I was a photographer because I am (laughs) and they said yes so it was best case scenario they were so cool and laid back and definitely did not think it was as big of a deal as I thought it was in my mind which was really relieving um and they recreated their embrace which I wasn't even expecting um or you know, needing, I would have been okay with just taking, like, a photo of them staring blankly into the sky. Like, I just wanted to get a photo of them at all. Um, and yeah, I am really excited to get those photos back. I have no idea how they're going to turn out. I kind of blacked out and was really nervous and don't know if I had my camera on the right settings, but nonetheless, (laughs) I went through the motions and I know and I feel all of this just getting easier with time, all of this meaning being a photographer with anxiety and being a portrait photographer with social anxiety and fears and um, it is just taking practice and strengthening this muscle that comes naturally to some people but definitely doesn't come naturally to me. Um, But I'm looking forward to the day where it feels like it does and 
yeah, that was just a really wonderful experience and sharing this story with others has been really fun too because the only response that I've gotten from people is like, that is literally incredible um, because the people that know me know how nerve-wracking that is <laughs> and so yeah, that was just a good one, a good one to end on I think. Um, thank you so much for listening. I'm not going to edit this. I'm feeling pretty good about how it sounds or how it sounded coming out of my mouth just then. (laughs) Thank you for, I mean, this is always where I trail off and black out and should just stop recording right now, but not before I say thank you for listening and for being here. Um, I am so grateful if you have listened all the way to the end and yeah, you'll hear me in the next one. Okay. Bye.